Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Cooper, and I'm down in the beautiful city of Nashville, Tennessee, at the Safari Club International Convention. Been here for a couple of days, had a great time, talked to a lot of great people. It's just amazing the people you run into here at the Safari Club International Convention. But right now, I'm sitting in a booth with Jim Hamill. He's a real estate agent up in uh, hey, the Upper Peninsula, and he's with the Great Lakes Land Group. Is that great, what you call Great it? Lakes and Land a real estate company. You bet. This guy's yeah. got quite a background. He was a wildlife biologist for several decades with uh, Michigan. Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Michigan. 30 years. Wow. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Minnesota. They kind of blend together, don't they? Yeah, we're sort of a, a bedroom community <laughs> for Minnesota. <laughs> but you're also, you and your wife have a consulting business up in the Upper Peninsula, and you're dealing with conservation issues, forestry, land management, all yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. Sounds like an intri- intriguing lifestyle to me. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a natural for me, you know, having spent all my life uh, managing wildlife uh, for the state of Michigan and now working on private lands for private landowners uh, trying to, you know, get, get uh, management plans in place. And most of the people who are interested in land that I deal with are interested in it for the purpose of uh, deer hunting, grouse hunting, uh, uh, black bear hunting, or just wildlife ob- observation. We, we have moose up there, we've got wolves, we've got black bears, uh, white-tailed deer, of course, and, and I mean, the whole, uh, whole host of small game. So, you know, with my background and, and, and all the years that I spent doing this, it's sort of a natural and it's, for, it's fun for me. Oh, absolutely. It sounds to me like you're living a dream, you know. And I, I talked to some other guy from the Upper Peninsula the other day. Yeah. Uh, I think his name was Tim. Yeah. Uh, you know Tim? Oh, I know Tim. <laughs> yeah, I, I know him. Yeah. Well, I can tell you two guys are kind of two peas in a pod, you know. Your eyes kind of glisten when you talk about the Upper Peninsula. <laughs> yes, and, sir. And we were just intrigued to listen to Tim talk about uh, the wildlands up there. I guess I never, uh, we talked about remote and yeah. remote, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, we've got two national forests up there. Each of them are a million acres. And we've got over two million acres of what they call commercial forest reserve land, which is open to the public for hunting. And then we have a lot. Then there's a good mixture of private and uh, personally owned lands as well. So, and we have so much lakeshore property, uh, both on the Great Lakes and on inland lakes, that it's it's really um, I don't know if Tim mentioned this for, phrase, but to me it's definitely a diamond in, in the rough, and it's one of the last best places to buy real estate. That's what Tim was saying, and I he really was saying so. within the next so many years that's that's going to be maybe one of the most populated areas in the country. As more and more people continue to move in there. Yeah, you know, since COVID happened, uh, what I've seen the the biggest impact to us from COVID has been the influx of people who lived you know, in more settled areas, and they, they want to get 
up into wild lands where they can get away from other folks, build a cabin or build a house up there. And, you know, if they have to have to uh, escape the city, they can go up there for months at a time. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. We saw that happen in Missouri, Ozarks as well, too. In uh, fact, it, it was funny and it wasn't so funny. Uh, I, one summer when COVID was going on, I was wanting to go down on a current river. There's this huge gravel bar that, hey, I'd take my little jet boat and run down the river, and I'd camp on this gravel bar a week at a time sometime. Yeah. Well, this particular summer, I, I didn't check into things before I went, and I ran down this gravel bar. There's a whole colony of people in little camper trailers that had been there all summer. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, yeah. Was, it was just flabbergasting. Yeah. But yeah. on the one hand, you know, we complain about the crowds a little bit and the crowding situation that had happened. But, you know, being in the outdoor media industry for five decades or more, uh, my thinking has changed a little bit. I'm thinking, man, if more and more people are coming into the outdoors, whether they're a hardcore hunter or fisherman or just like to float down the rivers, picnic, you know, bird watch, whatever, you know what? They will all vote for conservation measures. Oh, I think I think you're absolutely right. You know, if, if there is a bright spot to the COVID situation, it's exposed a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't even think about the outdoors to being on the outdoors and valuing it. And just like you said uh, just now, those people are going to be voting for good conservation measures. I exactly. definitely agree. And I'm yeah. sure, I don't think you're as old as me, but over the decades and being in a profession you were in, how did the attitudes among people and outdoorsmen change over those decades that you were in the business? Well, uh, it has changed substantially. Uh, you know, b- back in the day when I started um, uh, as a wildlife biologist, everybody was focused on, for example, getting their deer or getting, uh, you know, getting all the grouse they could get. And I, what, what I see now is a lot of people who are really interested in the experience of being outdoors. And yes, some success is important, yes. but, but it isn't nearly what it was uh, 25, 30, 35 years ago. Now people are starting, I think they're valuing the outdoors in a, in a lot more mature way than they did before. I, th- I think so, too, and it's been such a wonderful thing uh, to see. But you know yourself, as a hunter and outdoorsman, we go through several phases during that process. I remember the yeah. days, you know, when I get, hey, I got out in the outdoors. I yeah. just want to shoot that rifle or yeah. that shotgun, you know. Right. Then I got into the phase, oh, I'd like to get that limited squirrels or whatever it was I was hunting, you know. Yeah. And as you get a little older, we get into that method stage, you know. Hey, start hunting squirrels with a twenty-two instead yeah. of a shotgun, hunting deer with a bow instead of a rifle or, you know, muzzle yeah. or on yeah. and on and on. But yeah. boy, if we get in these later years, we kind of mellow out a little bit. Well, you're talking, <laughs> yeah, you're talking to a guy right now that went back to uh, recurve bows for everything. Really? So yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> I got back into recurve bow hunting. And I, I just love it, you know. And are you killing anything with it? Or are you eating a lot of bow? Hey, meat? listen now. <laughs> I, 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 I shot two bull elk with my recurve. Really? Bow. Yes, sir. I well, did. Congr- that's quite an accomplishment. Yes, sir, I did. Yeah. Well. Wow. Uh, nobody was more surprised than me. <laughs> <laughs> so you do a lot of practice with that recurve? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you already have to. That's the difference between the recurve and, and you know, compounds, or especially uh, crossbows now. You know, those compounds, yeah, you have to, you have to shoot. You have to know what right. you're doing. But year to year, you can pretty much click back into that. But with the recurve, by gosh, you better, uh, you better be shooting at least every week. And two or three times a week is better. Yeah, not only I think 
you got to form a mental state of mind there, but you also got to develop some muscle memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah, it, it's you're absolutely right. So, I'm, what kind of poundage are you pulling with a recurve? Well, I've got about uh, ten recurve bows. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a choice. <laughs> yeah, I have a choice. Oh my goodness. So when you're I went up, um, when I went up to uh, Alberta and to British Columbia hunting moose. I have a bow that, uh, at my pull, uh, my the length of my draw, it'd be about seventy pounds. So it's pretty heavy. Wow! Yeah, but uh, mostly I shot uh, my elk with a fifty-six pound recurve, and at my draw length, uh, it would have been about fifty-eight pound pull, and it and it drove drove an arrow right through the elk. So wow. no problem. Yeah. Well, shot placement's pretty important, isn't it? Oh, oh boy. El- and elk. Oh, gosh. Big critters. Oh, and they're so tough. They're incredibly. They, they are. Now, what what state was that in? Uh, actually, I, sh- I shot all of my uh, animals in Colorado. In Colorado. Yeah, yeah all uh, of the Public th- land hunts or? Uh, let's see. No. Uh, all three of the elk that I shot were on private land. Wow, yep. that, that's even sweeter. Yeah, there were a lot of elk there, though. I'm, Colorado has a tremendous elk population. Just really, really fun. Well, ma'am, ma'am, what a career you, you've had. Oh, no, thank I'll you. Tell you, tell yeah. you what, and you look young enough, you you got a long ways to go yet. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> hey, stay, staying active, yeah. you, you know, is so important, man. I'm going to be 75 this this summer and uh, you are yes i am yeah and uh, stay- well, i just turned 75 a month ago did you really there is <laughs> there is promise in the future man but, but you know it's so inspiring to see guys that our age are still that active you know because hey yeah. little high school i came from men probably 60 percent of that class is already gone yeah. but so many of them didn't take any kind of care of themselves yeah, yeah. and i think life is pretty precious you know i love seeing that sunrise every morning oh yeah i love hearing that turkey gobble or yeah. hearing that elk bugle yeah. or even a squirrel bark you yeah, know makes yeah. the hair stand up on the back of my neck yeah and well up in my country you know i don't i let i i put the snowshoes on and and go out and do work off the snowshoes a lot and uh when I get home, I can feel it. And, oh yeah! And and believe me, I complain a lot to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, I I think I'm better off for it. <laughs> well, I, I I get to complain about my aches and pains after I've been out. You know, my wife picks up the pain pill bottle and rattles it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there, done that. <laughs> Dude, hey, nothing wrong with that. It helps yeah. keep it going. But the idea is, man, just. Keep moving. Get out there and enjoy it. And, you know, I keep proposing things to our Missouri Department of Conservation. In the last uh, few years, you know, we've we've had first an elk season and now a bear season. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, man, there's just, uh, I think, six elk tags that are handed out, and there'll be 20,000 people apply for those things. Yeah. And I've suggested over and over again to them that you make the deer and uh bear hunts or the elk and bear hunts only for people 70 years and older <laughs> oh and, and they, they're not listening to you uh, on they're that. not buying into that oh boy i don't know must be too much money involved <laughs> well there's something involved <laughs> <laughs> sound like a grand idea to me <laughs> yeah, I but, bet you, it does. but you know what it, it keeps your hopes up i didn't, didn't have a young friend he's about 45 i guess that drew a moose tag in colorado washington or somewhere this year his 17th year he had applied yes so there's something yeah up to say for consistency you oh know? yeah 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 that's that's for sure and you know up where we are and where, where we're selling property right now we've got uh, we've got such a, a range of animals there that we didn't have before and uh, in fact we just sold a, 
a beautiful log cabin home to a couple from Missouri. Really? Southern, south, south central Missouri, yeah. So they're, they're going to... Uh, they're going to retire there in about five or six years. They're still in Missouri right now, and they'll be there for a while. But, uh, you know, on their property, uh, I showed them moose tracks. I showed them wolf tracks. Oh. Of course, deer tracks. Sure. And there's rough grouse there, and there's woodcock there, and there's snowshoe hare there. And uh, there's a whole bunch of gray squirrels and that kind of thing. And, you know, that's what really sold them on the property. That we have such a wide variety of wonderful wildlife. Not that Missouri doesn't, because you do. Oh, But well, we, we have such we unique do. stuff. And you know? uh, the Living Your Dream guys, just this fall, so my home, I've been in for 42 years, you know, 4,400 square foot rustic home out in the woods. And, and uh, I, you got an age, I really didn't want to take care of all that. We downscaled to, they found us a beautiful little home just 1,500 square feet. I said, I feel like I'm on vacation in an apartment. Yeah, yeah. Always burn yeah. wood and cut wood. I don't have to do that anymore. I said, I got yeah. more time to fish and have a, have a good time. But I'm living in the city limits for the very first time in my life. Oh. I'm a half a block inside the city limits of oh. this little bitty town. Oh. And right, I sit on my front porch and right across the corner, which is out of the city limits on a neighbor's front yard, I sit there and watch deer all the time. And I'm just trying to figure out if I get in trouble for shooting one of them from my front porch. I, I'm guessing you <laughs> probably would. But, you know, you know, it sounds like you've, got, you've made the good decisions. And uh, for me, I'm failing this uh, retirement stuff. I can, I, I'm failing badly at it. Because we're well, we're I, busy all the time. I have a consulting business too. Just call me and I'll tell you how to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah I need help. But, but I'm having a time of my life. I, I love our Ozark streams. I I can get to about oh, eight yeah. different rivers in less than an hour. Yeah. But now I've always loved the Merrimack, and I was always fifteen twenty minutes from it. Now I'm four minutes from it. Oh, uh, I spend more and more time yeah. out there all yeah. the time. Rainbow trout, mostly. Rainbow or? trout, smallmouth bass, goggle eye, some largemouth, and man, is it all just a great, great time. Uh, Jim, man, it's been a pleasure having you on the program. Yeah. But yeah. if people want to get a hold of you and talk to you about properties in the yep. Upper Peninsula, how do they do yep. that? Yep. Well, you can, uh, again, the name is Jim Hamill, and uh, my telephone number is really the best way to get me. And it's uh, 906-875-6487. Or if you go on the computer, you can, uh, you can look up uh, Great Lakes and Land. Uh, and it's, it's a land leader company. Uh, but Great Lakes and Land out of Marquette. And uh, uh, Tim and Linda Cohane are, are my brokers. And we, wor- we work about 70 miles from them from their office so wow but, well, but got we got good neighbors we talk to one another all the time so <laughs> yeah, don't 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 hesitate if you want to take a look at some michigan land hey. or even if you don't come on up we'll visit <laughs> there you go lots, lots of things to yeah. do in the upper peninsula well folks jim hamill myself bill cooper we're living our outdoor dreams we encourage you to get in the outdoors and live your dreams as amen well. bill you bet thank you hi i'm steve stoltz with jury outdoors and you're listening to Living the Dream Outdoors Podcast with Bill Cooper and Hunter Heineman. Slow down and enjoy the simple things in life. Welcome to Hussall Valley Resort, providing family fun since 1979. They offer floating, and you can choose from canoes, rafts, kayaks, and inner tubes on a beautiful, crystal clear 
Buzal River. Lodging, let us be your home away from home. Choose from a variety of lodging units while still enjoying the great outdoors. With over two and a half miles of river camping on the crystal clear Huzal, we're sure you and your family will find the perfect spot to pitch your tent or park your RV. Have fun and let us help you get the most of your stay. Check out our guided trail rides and Karen's Cafe menu. There's something for everyone at Who's All. There's a campground store on site that has everything you need for your trip, whether you're in need of gear, grub, or something else. Chances are they've got it. And their campground has RV sites and primitive sites for all your camping needs. If you like the adventures of camping with a cozy bed at night, we have a variety of different lodging units to choose from. But Who's All Valley, there's always something going on out there. Check them out on Facebook, or if you want to make a reservation, simply call 1-800-367-4516. Hi, I'm Steve Stoltz with Woodhaven Custom Calls, Mossy Oak Camouflage and Jury Outdoors. And here's my turkey tip for the week this week. Incorporate more realism in your turkey calling. Whether you're calling with a friction call, a mouth call, tube call, doesn't make any box call, slate call, doesn't make any difference. Proper turkey rhythm is what does make the difference. Let me give you an example. If you have a box call and you're running a box call and you run it with this type of rhythm, that's not proper turkey rhythm. Slow the call down. Listen to live turkeys. There's all kinds of information on digital media internet, on Jury Outdoors Deercast, there's all kinds of information you can find real live turkeys calling, and for that matter, professional turkeys, turkey callers actually running calls. Slow that call down to a proper turkey rhythm like this. This is the same call I just ran. Turkeys have the same rhythm no matter what call you use. Now I'm going to do that same thing with a mouth call. Proper turkey rhythm is the key. doesn't make any difference if you're raspy, sweet, somewhere in between. Run good, proper turkey rhythm. And here's with a mouth call and just yelping with proper turkey rhythm. Add more realism into the calling, and you'll increase your success in the field. What I mean by realism, instead of just yelping, add some plucks, some little cuts, and add more excitement to the calling, like this. Right there, I just added more excitement more realism, and you'll get better results when you add realism in the turkeys. Again, go back and listen to, to the digital media that's available out there to, to get those live turkey sounds and add that realism to your calling. I'm Steve Stoltz, and that's your turkey tip for the week. <laughs> Hi folks, it's Aaron Jeffries with the Missouri Department of Conservation with a little habitat hint here. Uh, no surprise, uh, we are in the middle of a pretty severe drought across most of mid-Missouri. Uh, would in- 
encourage folks to take a look at diversifying their grazing systems. Uh, right now, the department, NRCS, and other partners do have cost share available for the establishment of native form season grasses for grazing and hay purposes. What a great program. What a wonderful way of diversifying your grazing system and actually having a drought tolerant productive grass in the months of June, July, and August. If you're looking for more information, would encourage you to go to, go to the Missouri Department of Conservation's website at mdc.mo.gov. And in the upper right-hand corner is contacts. Go to your county and find your private land conservationist for your county uh, to set up a meeting to look at ways that you can improve your property, not only for wildlife, but also forage production for your cattle. Hey, everybody, this is Alex Rutledge with American Roots Outdoors. Check out my buddy's podcast show, Living the Dream Outdoors with Bill Cooper and Hunter Hindman. You're really going to enjoy this week's show. Captain Brian Wilson runs one of the tightest boat fishing operations in the business. Stainwater Boat Fishing operates out of Jerome, Missouri and the beautiful Missouri Ozarks. They cover most Ozark streams and lakes. You haven't lived until you've searched Ozark waters during the night with Stainwater Boat Fishing while looking for giant gar, carp, and buffalo. Captain Wilson also runs a second boat on Tanicomo Lake. Call today to book a trip with Stainwater Boat Fishing at 573 573- Two six three eight zero one six. Again, that's five seven three two six three eight zero one six. Be sure and shoot straight. Hey guys, this is Frank Cox with Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Hey, have you ever considered a career in real estate? If you have, but you don't have your license, this is your opportunity. So each month, the Living the Dream Outdoor Properties team is giving away a free seat to the online training that you need to take in order to get your real estate license. We would love to have you join our team. All you got to do is go to our website, livingthedreamland.com, and then click on the Our Team button, and then click on the one that comes up under that that says Join Our Team. On that page, there's an application form. Just simply fill that out and get in contact with a member of our team, and I'll be giving you a call. We appreciate you, and uh, good luck. The Live in the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Live in the Dream Outdoor Properties, The Fly Rod Journals, SmokerBuilder.com, Cowtown USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, Stained Water Bow Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzzah Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, The Fallen Outdoors, Ledco Sinkers and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, J&J Charters, Kaufman Cove, Alaska, Big Ed's Guide Service, Bean Creek Game Calls, Misty Mountain Guide Service, ASO Guides and Outfitters with Ryan Walker, On the Hook TV, Expedition Trailers, The Rambling Angler, and Rich's Famous Burgers. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. 
Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm, we live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.